Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler. Also, Federal Conservative Egg Critic John Barlow will join us on today's Prairie Egg Wire. And up first in today's country comments, we'll chat with the president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association and look back on the past year. Latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is Scott McQueen, president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association. It was a tough year um, uh, in, term, in terms of claim payouts. Um, you know, the, the storm activity falls sort of right into our five-year average, maybe a bit below it in some provinces. But uh, the severity of our storms in, in 2021 was was uh, a, almost a record high, I, I believe, um, well above the five-year average. Uh, so it was it was a difficult year um, in, in terms of the you know with the, the the companies, but we got through it, and uh, we're looking forward to a, a better 2022. And in terms of um, uh, payments, what did we see uh, in terms of dollar amounts? So uh, we we paid out uh, $322 million across uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta, Manitoba. Uh, And that's an amount, um, that's the highest amount I think we've had since 2008. Uh, So so quite a long stretch uh, since we've had numbers uh, approaching approaching the $300 plus million range. And can you kind of break it down uh, by province? Yeah, you bet. So um, I don't have the amounts uh, per province, but I can give you the loss ratio. So um, Saskatchewan uh, was was the hardest hit uh, with a loss ratio of 134%, uh, which is uh, a quite significant jump um, from 2020, where we saw a 65% loss ratio. Um, Alberta uh, came in second place, I guess, <laughs> with a 97% loss ratio. In Manitoba, we uh, you know, we had a positive year uh, out that way with a, with a loss ratio of 26%. I mean, we started early. I think I think our first storm activity actually was in Manitoba, and it was early June. I know we we had a sprinkle at June 11th, but I think we did have some uh, a little bit of claim activity prior to that. And then it really, but it really started um, that first week of July. Um, Southern Alberta uh, sort of took the big uh, the big first uh, uh, hailstorm, which actually looked like a snowstorm. I know it was kind of kind of in the media there around that Cardston area um, and crops. You know, there was a drought, a drought year down there, uh, as well as other other provinces. But you know, crops just didn't re- really uh, bounce back. So we started with some heavy, heavy payments early uh, in July, and then you know, it, it kind of a steady flow uh, from July all the way through um, into September. Um, Manitoba, you know, we, we, little it, it was steady activity in Manitoba June, July. Um, started to slow down for us in, in August and September um, in, in that province, but in Saskatchewan, Alberta, it just it never slowed um, and, until about mid-September. And uh, just looking ahead to, uh, to next year, I guess, any, any advice for uh, farmers um, who are planning for next year? Yeah, you know what? No, it, I mean, it's, it's, you know, another year and, and, you know, it's never too early to, to start looking uh, to protect, to protect yourself. So, um, I, you know, I would encourage uh, all our farmers to, to reach out to, to companies and, uh, you know, get an early start to 2022. And, and if they have any questions, yeah, they can, uh, they can contact their, their, uh, their companies they, they buy from and, and uh, get a start on 2022. That was Scott McQueen, president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. 
Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. Manitoba Egg Days will be taking place January 18th to the 20th at the Keystone Centre in Brandon. General Manager Kristen Phillips talked about a change to this year's show. So we are going to be a ticketed event. It will be $15 in advance for uh, all adults and $20 at the door. So you'll actually pick those up on site in the dome building only during the three days of the show. Otherwise, everything else is online at eggdays.com slash tickets. Youth will be complimentary. We want to make sure that we get youth out to the show so that they can see the agriculture industry and be, you know, interested and inspired to participate and, you know, maybe take a career in our industry. Philip says they have over 450 exhibitors this year and 33 speakers booked for the 2022 show. Alberta MP John Barlow once again has a spot in the Conservative Shadow Cabinet. He's back as the Shadow Minister for Agriculture, Agri-Food and Food Security. Barlow is no stranger to the position and feels he's built a relationship with Canadian farmers and producers over the years. The producers and farmers and processors and agribusiness owners, they trust myself and my team. They have confidence in us. They know we understand the file and we go to bat for them. We listen. Drought recovery is one of his short-term goals with trade barriers and increasing food prices to be addressed in the long term. And Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler was in Guelph, Ontario last week for the FPT Ag Minister's meeting. Probably the number one contentious issue was climate change. It's a big deal for the federal government. It's a big deal for Manitobans. But what they haven't taken into account is how far Manitoba is ahead of the game. And western provinces, you know, with soil conditions, modern equipment modern technologies to keep our soil healthy, um, modern practices uh, for putting our crops in, input costs, all those things that, that they want to talk about. Next year's meeting will be held in Saskatchewan. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, November 15th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Federal Conservative Agriculture critic John Barlow. Alberta MP John Barlow is back as the Federal Conservative Agriculture critic. He chatted with Golden West reporter Harrison Onions. We're looking forward to be back on the agriculture file and, and I think it just shows uh, that uh, people have a lot of trust and confidence in myself and my team and how we handle that file and our stakeholders and producers certainly uh, wanted us back as well. Excellent. And it's an important time for that ministry, obviously. Um, can you um, give me a bit of background on what we saw over the summer? I know there was, um, th- they're in need of a lot of support over what happened with, with the droughts and things like that. Give me a bit of a background on what's kind of unfolded in the, in the prairies. Well, you're exactly right. I think, uh, you know, there's a, some di- very different dynamics on how, uh, agriculture and agri-food has been impacted. Um, you know, it's tough when you're getting, uh, you know, hits from different directions, rail blockades and, and the CM strike, you know, two years ago, and then you finally start to get that a bit resolved, and then you have a pandemic, um, and you see, you know, certainly the first time in my life that I can remember going to a grocery store and seeing empty shelves um, as, as the supply chain was just thrown out of whack, and then you get, you know, another dry year, you know, the fourth out of five years and a, and a devastating drought across all of Western Canada. So um, there are a lot of issues that agriculture uh, needs to address and, and we need to be there to uh, to support them and ensure that they, they have the regulatory programs and uh, support they need to get back up on their feet because there's no question uh, that agriculture is going to play a very critical role in uh, our economic recovery 
And to do that, to reach its full potential, it has to have a competitive regulatory regime, uh, access to markets, um, but also, uh, you know, government that, that supports them with the programs uh, that they need to be successful. Oh, and, and what are we seeing from the federal government right now? Are, are they uh, are these producers getting the supports that, that they need moving forward? Well, I think what you've seen is, is you know, where agriculture sits on, on the priority list with the current Liberal government, and, and it's clear it's, it's, quite, it's quite low. You know, when the pandemic started, we were, you know, working – extremely hard to try and and get some some programs for for agriculture when it came to the emergency business account uh the CERB you know a lot of those things uh, agriculture didn't qualify for because it's unique and and how family farms and you know they are corporations but they are set up in a, in a unique way um so you know you know that was tough even this drought uh you know spoke with uh with my colleagues on on the liberal side trying to get uh you know supports for feed, um, you know, certainly uh, on the cattle side, that, that was a, a huge issue. And it just takes them forever to get things through, um, you know, through their bureaucracy or to get their to get their attention. And I, I think what Canadian farmers and producers and processors are looking for is someone that takes them, respects what they do, um, puts them as a, as a top priority. And that is something that I'm committed to doing. And I think uh, we've shown that in the past. But, uh, you know, speaking with our leader, Last night, when I was informed about this uh, this role, you know, that was my message: is we, we cannot take Canadian agriculture for granted. Uh, we have to ensure that they have a voice at the table. They are a priority in our economic recovery, and, and that is something that I'm going to, to champion. Uh, what are some of the things you will be advocating for and pushing for moving forward? Well, I think there's certainly some uh, some priorities that we have to focus on, and you know, there's going to be some short term and there's going to be some long term. Uh, in the short term, obviously, uh, the drought recovery is going to be top of mind. Um, but I think we've learned some things from from COVID is Canada needs to be much more uh, self-sustainable. Um, we've always been that country that, that, you know, puts out the raw materials, but we haven't always been the best at, at that value-added side to it. So agriculture can play a pretty good, pretty impressive role there. So if we can have additional manufacturing, processing uh, here uh, in Canada, so we can't rely on the bad actors when it comes to the, the international trade markets anymore. So we're going to have to focus on, on finding new markets, ensuring that um, we have strong relationships with our most trusted trading partners. Um, but we still have to work on some long-term, um, you know, irritants there in terms of non-tariff trade barriers, uh, you know, a suite of business risk management programs that, that are bankable, efficient, accessible, um, and then, you know, food security is going to be, uh, you know, a top, top issue as we see inflation and food prices uh, increasing. And uh, we need to see, find ways to ensure that, uh, that our producers uh, are able to compete on a level playing field. And that's uh, by bringing costs down. Producers and, uh, you know, farmers and, and processors and agribusiness owners, they, tr- they trust myself and my team. They have confidence in us. They, they know we understand the file. And we go to bat for them. We listen. Um, we may not always agree on everything, uh, but at least they know um, that uh, that I'm accessible and uh, we're knowledgeable about about the file and uh, certainly understand a lot of the, uh, the uh, obstacles they face because, for the most part, these are my constituents. Um, you know, agriculture is a very diverse industry, and I've learned that over the years, that uh, you know, what, what happens in... Atlantic Canada, because it's very different what happens in southern Alberta. 
Um, but there are some common denominators, and I'm I'm very lucky that I have some, uh, you know, leaders in this industry in my own backyard that I can lean on when uh, when I need some advice or some some insight. And uh, you know, that's 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 an advantage for sure. Anything else you wanted to mention? You know, we have that fertilizer issue, which is going to be big too, um, with that fertilizer review. And you know, I know we have a lot of discussions about having uh, Minister Guibault in environment. You know, this is a this is an, an environmental eco-activist that's going to be devastating for Western Canada. And we talk a lot about the oil and gas side, uh, but there's no doubt that he can be as damaging to agriculture as he's already started to throw things out there about, you know, uh, fertilizer use, methane reductions, uh, carbon tax, all of these things. And um, they will have an impact on agriculture too. And if we want um, you know, farmers and ranchers to be able to compete and feed not only Canada, but feed the world, um, there has to be some recognition of what they've done uh, environmentally, efficiently, and uh, we'll, we'll be pushing for that as well. That was Foothills MP in Alberta, John Barlow. He's back as the shadow minister for agriculture, agri-food, and food security for the Federal Conservative Party. He was chatting with Golden West reporter Harrison O'Neill. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association Regenerative Agriculture Conference takes place this week at Brandon's Victoria Inn. The Canadian Hemp Trade Alliance is planning its annual conference for November 17th and 18th. Go to hemptrade.ca. The Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference is planned to be held virtually November 22nd and 23rd. And the Association of Manitoba Municipalities is holding its fall convention November 22nd to the 24th. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon, Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler was in attendance at the FPT Agriculture Minister's meeting last week in Guelph, Ontario. I caught up with the minister on Friday. I was uh, very pleased with our conversation. All ministers, uh, including uh, five new ministers, were able to attend either in person or virtually. Uh, Even Alberta got uh, their new minister in on uh, Tuesday. Uh, for the meetings they missed Monday, but uh, they were uh, certainly at the table. So we we talked a lot about what our new agreement's going to look like. Uh, I think we made a lot of steps. Um, probably the number one contentious issue was climate change. Um, it's a big deal for the federal government. It's a big deal for Manitobans, but what they haven't taken into account is how far Manitoba is ahead of the game. Uh, and Western provinces, you know, with soil conditions, um, you know, modern equipment, um, modern technologies to keep our soil healthy, um, modern practices uh, for putting our crops in, input costs, all those things that that uh, that they want to talk about. And and of course, they didn't know about our water management plan that we're uh, we got underway right now that I want to table for next year. Uh, for agricultural land. So uh, I thought we had a very productive meeting. We talked about African swine fever um, and making sure that's done on a regional basis. We're not quite there yet. Manitoba, Saskatchewan, um, Alberta are very well positioned to handle uh, an outbreak if we do have it. What we don't want to have is being Manitoba shut down if there's a case 
in BC. Uh, we can't eat our way out of it. Uh, so we want to make sure we have protocols in place, regionalities in place. So uh, when it does happen, um, we have a plan in place. That was really important. Um, we also talked about sustainable uh, agri-stability programs. Where there's talk of a new program, but that wouldn't come into effect until 2023. So how do we maintain our current program and make it better so it's sustainable and predictable and resilient uh, to meet the challenges we have of today? Then uh, the other thing we talked about was um, commodity prices. How does our agri-insurance mirror current prices and the affordability of that? Uh, to recognize the increase in the value of those crops um, that are produced. And also, we talked about trade and the impacts of trade. And we talked about competitiveness a lot. Uh, we have to remain competitive. There's not many countries like Canada, United States, Mexico, and Russia that actually are able to export food to other parts of the world. So the world depends on us. They depend on our products. They know they have a excellent product at a, at a very reasonable cost. Uh, so we have to make sure we stay competitive and make sure we stay open for business and not so many barriers that we can't do what we need to do to feed the world, but also be part of the overall reduction in our climate change and a sustainable environmental plan uh, moving forward. So that's a lot of what we talked about. And, and the other part was collaboration. Uh, what works in the eastern part of Canada don't necessarily fit what we need to do in, in the prairie provinces, if you will. That was Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Feichler. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon, Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler was in attendance last week in Guelph, Ontario for the FPT Agriculture Minister's Meeting. I caught up with the minister on Friday. I was uh, very pleased with our conversation. All ministers, uh, including uh, five new ministers, were able to attend either in person or virtually. Uh, even Alberta got uh, their new minister in on uh, Tuesday uh, for the meetings. They missed Monday, but uh, they were uh, certainly at the table. So we, we talked a lot about what our new agreement's going to look like. Uh, I think we made a lot of steps. Um, probably the number one contentious issue was climate change. Um, it's a big deal for the federal government. It's a big deal for Manitobans, but what they haven't taken into account is how far Manitoba is ahead of the game uh, and Western provinces, you know, with soil conditions, um, you know, modern equipment, um, modern technologies to keep our soil healthy, um, modern practices uh, for putting our crops in, input costs, all those things that that uh, that they want to talk about, and and of course they didn't know about our water management plan that we're uh, we got underway right now that I want to table for next year uh, for agricultural land. So uh, I thought we had a very productive meeting. We talked about African swine fever. Um, and making sure that's done on a regional basis. We're not quite there yet. Manitoba, Saskatchewan, um, Alberta are very well positioned to handle uh, an outbreak if we do have it. 
What we don't want to have is being Manitoba shut down if there's a case in BC. Uh, we can't eat our way out of it. Uh, so we want to make sure we have protocols in place, regionalities in place. So uh, when it does happen, um, we have a plan in place. That was really important. Um, we also talked about sustainable uh, agri-stability programs. Where there's talk of a new program, but that wouldn't come into effect until 2023. So how do we maintain our current program and make it better so it's sustainable and predictable and resilient uh, to meet the challenges we have of today? Then uh, the other thing we talked about was um, commodity prices. How does our agri-insurance mirror current prices and the affordability of that? Uh, to recognize the increase in the value of those crops um, that are produced. And also, we talked about trade and the impacts of trade. And we talked about competitiveness a lot. Uh, we have to remain competitive. There's not many countries like Canada, United States, Mexico, and Russia that actually are able to export food to other parts of the world. So the world depends on us. They depend on our products. They know they have a excellent product at a, at a very reasonable cost. Uh, so we have to make sure we stay competitive and make sure we stay open for business and not so many barriers that we can't do what we need to do to feed the world, but also be part of the overall reduction in our climate change in a sustainable environmental plan uh, moving forward. So that's a lot of what we talked about. And, and the other part was collaboration. Uh, what works in the eastern part of Canada don't necessarily fit what we need to do in, in the prairie provinces, if you will. That was Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll chat with CFA President Mary Robinson. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.